back to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland. You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line. You can also check us out, see what's going on here in studio. Struck remote today, but he's still here on the stream yard. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you head over to YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe. We appreciate all of you, as always. Great interaction from the text line. Great interaction from all of the streams. Again, we appreciate every single one of you. And right now, we're going to bring in one of our favorite guys, Steve Simple, coming in on a Wednesday. What's going on, man? Yeah, thanks for adjusting and being patient. Um, I appreciate it. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing all right, Sip. And uh, you know what? Anytime that we can get a legend on like you, we'll take it. So even if it has to be on a Wednesday, that's all right. We will make it work. Steve Sipple on three, Husker Online joining us right now. Uh, Sip, I asked Evan earlier this. I've been asking Strick. Um, Nebraska facing Illinois this week, and, and the the big question is stopping the running game. And Tommy DeVito has looked good at times, but Strick and I have continued to say over and over, make him beat you. Don't let the running game be the thing that beats you, the thing that takes you down. What do you think is the key to success for Nebraska this week when it comes to stopping the run? Well, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that conversation. Um, I think the number one thing is what Bill – Bush addressed today uh, in, to the media, to the media core. Don't let three run. Don't don't let three yard runs turn into six yard right. runs. Um, and and you know, let's put it this way: Chase Brown this year has more yards after contact than Anthony Grant has yards. Period. I mean, he runs through. Oh he really does. I've yeah. seen him twice, and he's very just. You know, he's kind of striking that way. He's tough to bring down, um, tough for one guy to bring down. If you get a really good shot at him, you can. So there's that. But here's the reason it's such a daunting conversation for Nebraska. Is in a sense, Illinois is very simplistic in what they do. A lot of power right, runs, right. a lot of counter uh, zone, you know, basic football plays. But they're, they're very – good at it they're very technique sound they're very disciplined and you have to match that i mean every play you have to be very physical very technique sound very alert and that's hard to do for 60 minutes so it's it's brett bielema i mean he's a he's just one of the best and he seems like he's at he's 52 years old right now it seems like Brett is at the top of his game right now as a, in his profession. Sip, um, quick question, yeah. man. We were just talking um, uh, just 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 on this last segment. We we're having a little discussion about why Jimbo Fisher and the uh, five star just treasure trove of talent and athletes that he has down there. But at the same time, it finds himself still three and four. So part of the debate we were kind of talking about, and also on the Sonder Heyman text line, which we had some people to chime in on, is that 
is it is 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 there a difference in the success of programs that are solely highly dependent on the money on the NIL as opposed to the culture as opposed to the uh to to the reasons and the purposes as to why someone would want to go to a college and then it it kind of waters down the programs uh, effectiveness and, and the successes because of the fact that some kids are just solely being pushed into into uh, going to certain places because of the money. Multi-layered conversation, and I think the a lot of the reasons NFL football and college football captivates our country is because many of these conversations are multi-layered and pretty complex, and I think we all recognize. Um, that to get a football program rolling in the right direction consistently is exquisite. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's something to behold. And so I, the way I'd answer your question is it's not either or, Eric. I mean, it's, I think ideally you can have all of that. You can be Alabama. You, you can. You can be Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have NIL be prominent in your discussion, which it is very prominent at Alabama. You can have the transfer portal be prominent in your discussion. You can have traditional recruiting be prominent in your discussion. You can have tradition. I mean, an incredible tradition. You can have kids gravitate toward Alabama because of what it used to be, um, not not because of a paycheck. You can have it all, but it's, but it's, but it's hard to do. And, it, and that's why it's something to behold when it happens. If I were Nebraska, I wouldn't try to isolate any of that, any of those elements. I'd try to work them all in all together. I'd try to meld them into a machine. I mean, I'd try to meld NIL. I would try to meld the tradition. I would try to meld, you know, the, the recruiting operation. Right. And, you know, you have to have the right leader. You have to have a very broad-thinking, multi-dimensional leader to put all that together. Steve Sibble on three, Husker Online joining us right now. Sib, we can talk about this. Uh, We won't go too far into that discussion, but uh, uh, what what happened yesterday. But we can talk about recruiting. Malachi Coleman has officially said that he will be coming to Nebraska. Um, How do you interpret this with Mickey's future? Obviously, Malachi wants to play receiver. Mickey Joseph, receiver guy. He's the interim head coach. Don't really know his future. Nebraska still lands Malachi Coleman. And some rumors have said they even flipped Malachi Coleman. There was a time he didn't want to come to Nebraska. What does this tell you to to get a recruit like that to come to the university? Well, it's much. I mean, much of the conversation is about Mickey. And. It's, but I think it's more of an immediacy com- conversation. I think Mickey can say to him right now, look, I can be, I'm going to be part of this, or I, there's a good chance of it. You know, whether he really knows it or not, it doesn't, I mean, right now, um, the, key is, the key is getting the kid. And it's very possible that Mickey has received assurances. It's hard for me to imagine it's not hard for me to, I guess it's not hard for me to imagine it, but it's, I, look, look, you'd have to be telling, you'd have to be telling a coach that one tenth of his, his staff of full-time assistants is determined that a lot of is determined for him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of right. coaches aren't down with that. They're just not on board. They don't get on board with, that. I don't want to be told 
who's on their staff. So I don't know. That's, I mean, I just, I think it's very, I think it's a very, I think Malachi Coleman verbally committing to Nebraska right now is another feather in Mickey's cap. Now, what's it all going to look like? Um, you know, next season is hard to say. Uh, Steve Zippel on three Husker online joining us. Sip, the the new schedule came out today. I know you've probably dissected it a little bit, and, and mm-hmm. we were talking about this earlier. How do you feel about starting off against Minnesota? It seems like Nebraska going to have a test to start out the season yet again this year, or I guess next year. Oh, I, I think it's I think it's exciting for Nebraska fans. I mean, we're going to be in a very exciting time right. at that moment because there'll be a new there'll be new leadership, and it's drivable. And it's nice weather, and there'll be a there'll be a flock. I mean, there'll be fifteen thousand people. I imagine in that stadium, it's a very it's a very fun time in Minnesota during that period because it's the state fair time, and they move. That's why they move that game to Thursday. Okay. So, uh, I think it's fab. I think it's fabulous. The schedule setting up the way it did, even though there's two road games to start it. They're drivable, and then the second one, I don't know that it'll feel like a road game. I think that with new, if I were the Colorado AD, I'd be very. I, and I'm not being facetious. I'm not being lighthearted. If I were the Colorado AD, I'd be very concerned about that game. Yeah. From a standpoint of, is this going to be seventy percent Nebraska fans in our stadium? Because that's what, <laughs> very it very well could be. Yeah. Because of. You know, there'll be a lot of excitement behind whoever the leader of the program is. It's always, there's always a lot of Nebraska fans mm-hmm. that go to Colorado. There's a lot of Nebraska fans in Colorado and in that region. I would, I don't know what you would do necessarily. I'm not, I've never been an AD. I suppose there's things you can do in, in, in the way you sell your tickets. Um, I think about maybe moving it to Mile High, maybe. I'd be think I'd be think I'd be considering several possibilities. Sip, I I had the pleasure of doing my first TV game and uh, got a chance to see the Huskers up close and 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 uh, watch the Husker basketball team, the men's basketball team, mm-hmm. and I got to saw I got I got to I'm sorry I got to see a lot of um, things that could pose not a challenge, but could pose, I would say could be difficult for big 10 teams to match up with. What is your initial thoughts on, on the Husker basketball program? Um, I seem to notice that Fred was walking around with, with tremendous confidence. Like, I mean, it it wasn't like, like when I used to see Scott, it, it looked like it was, it was, he was angry. There was frustration, but yet there was still like, I know what I got to do and I'm willing to try to, you know, take that challenge. Just a no nonsense type of attitude. Fred's walking around with his chest up and his head high. That that's a confidence that you feel good about it. But what's your initial thoughts on the outside looking in and some of the things that you've been hearing about the men's basketball program? Well, the big 10 is such a bear. Um, So you gotta be well equipped. (laughs) Obviously I, I'm very interested in Sam Griesel because he's going to have the ball in his hand a lot. Um, can he can he per, can he put up the sort of numbers he did in the Summit League, which is you know 14 points, seven re, seven assists, four rebounds, that sort of those sorts of numbers. Can he carry that over to the Big Ten? If he can, that's that's huge. I'm very interested in the SMU. 
transfer and the Alabama transfer, Van Dommel. Van Dommel and Gary, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. And those guys are going to be critical, both of them, um, to the operation. Vandermill, because he probably is the closest thing to a backup point guard right now. And Gary, because of what you saw against Shadden State, the energy he brings, the athleticism they both bring on the defensive end. What's I guess what I'm really, really – fascinated by is Fred doing sort of a 180 on how his approach largely a 180 not completely but now emphasizing defense and rebounding um, which I, I think it makes a lot of sense I think it's a little late I mean it's kind of like it's kind of like Frost when Frost was three years in three years into his tenure he was talking about how well we we probably adjusted to the league um, a little too slowly. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, that's great. I, I appreciate the admission. There's some humility that's endearing, but you know, why not make that after year one? I mean, Fred's nine and fifty in the league. You know, um, yeah. I, I mean, what's it what's it going to mean? I don't know. The thing that I'd wonder right off is, um, if I were a Nebraska fan, is do you have the star power to win ten games in the Big Ten? Is that should that and should that be some sort of pie in the sky notion that like I I know this I don't know about you guys but when I say hey they year four you should be winning ten in the Big Ten go ten and ten in, in that twenty game league people look at me like I'm nuts why why I mean I, I I don't I have a little problem with that sort of culture well I have a lot of problem with it actually that that we've taken Nebraska basketball to a place where if you even suggest that they should win 10 games, half their games mm-hmm. in the league, people think you're being unreasonable. Uh, that's, I, I find that to be very unfortunate. Yeah, me and Strick were talking about that, Sip. We think that Nebraska very well could be a 500 team in the Big Ten making the NIT. I don't know why that would be so unrealistic. I'm on the same page as you. Sip, we're running out of time, but before we let you go, realistic expectations for this upcoming Saturday? Mm. I think it, it'll be – I think it can be another close game. Right. I, I think it's hard to – Guys, it would be hard for me to pull the trigger on predicting a Nebraska win because of what I said about the overall approach. Right. And just it would be a big upset from a coaching standpoint if an interim head coach is able to outmaneuver one of the best in the business. Billima right now is one of the best in the business. Um, he's got he's got it going at a very high level professionally. So I that'd be really hard, really hard. Yeah, I hope that Nebraska does come out with a win, but regardless, hopefully they do keep it close and make it an interesting game. Sip, uh, if people want to get more great content from you, I know a lot's happening recruiting-wise. Uh, the season rolls on. Basketball going to start up here soon. Volleyball looks good. All that good stuff. How can they get more great content from you? Yeah, I go to – I mean, from the from the crew at Husker Online, it's yeah. pretty incredible. Rob and Wash, it covers men's basketball at an extremely high level. I don't think there's anybody who covers it better. Abby Barmore covers the volleyball team. In fact, she'll be covering that match tonight at Wisconsin. Um, you know, and then Sean and I chip in with some football. And it's, yeah, it's a good. It, HuskerOnline.com is what we're talking about. It's part of the On3 network. But HuskerOnline.com is where to go. Sip, we appreciate you as always. We'll see you here this weekend. Thank you. All I'll right. See you guys.
Awesome. Hey. Sounds good. There he goes, Steve Sipple on 3 Husker Online. Great stuff from him, as always. You can also catch him on Early Break with uh, Sip and Jake. 6 to 8 every single day. Right here, 93.7 The Ticket. We'll hear from him this weekend, too, as we have our pregame show at Tipsy Tina's, as always. We got one more segment. We got to put a nice bow on this, wrap it all up, and then I'll be here for old school. Nick's going to join me. Box going to join me a little bit, too. DP feeling a little bit under the weather. Jay Foreman doing what Jay Foreman does out there, shaking hands, kissing babies, all that good stuff. So I'll still be here. But we got to say goodbye to Strick. We got to send him off on his way. He's got some traveling. He's got some things he's got to do, too. So make sure you stick with us. One more segment right here on the block 93.7 The Ticket.